Hey, 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 what is going on, everybody? Took a little week break from the old page from the podcast. I got engaged. I got engaged, man. I got engaged to my lovely, lovely girlfriend. I guess now fiance. That's going to take something to get used to. And uh, we had a good time. We had a good time. Uh, surprised her up at the lake with a bunch of people. Socially distancing, of course. Um, nice time. So that was uh, that was great. That was great. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I'm pretty excited for the NBA finals to start, which LA. LA's got to win. It's kind of this is Kobe's year, LeBron, the Lakers. I don't see Miami. Miami spoiling this but hey it's the bubble it's 2020 uh we never know but me and mitch are going to talk about that uh soon i also went uh i don't want to sound like that douchebag that keeps on talking about this but i also went a year without drinking a fucking year man i got a year without drinking and then you you know when i picked to celebrate on uh the weekend i i proposed so that was that was great and it was it fucked with my body clearly and i went right back into slugging bud lights like i like to and uh i forgot how much i don't like hangovers does anybody like hangover i don't think anybody likes hangover but they suck and i haven't missed them so i don't know if i and what is it called is it the whole uh seinfeld thing am i going on or off the wagon i don't know how that works but uh it was a good thing to to do a whole year man it's crazy how much has gone by and all the shit that's gone by with uh with covid and not drinking and then doing all this and then it's a fucking year and now i'm an engaged man holy shit and this podcast so it's been uh it's been quite the ride man and i appreciate everybody all the messages and all that fun stuff is a great time and uh now back to business with um with this pod and getting everything rolling got a bunch of really great guests uh coming up and really looking forward to that so coming up we got uh five minutes with Chaz, (laughs) my spicy spicy friend Uh, i like to call him at work and bug him at work and get five minutes of what he's thinking it could be about sports today's a little bit about sports um and about his cleveland browns that he's pretty ecstatic about because they've had the first winning record and i think uh, six years might be short-lived because they're playing the Dow- the Dallas Cowboys this weekend, but they're two and one. So I'm actually happy for them because I actually want to see the Browns do well. My Niners, two and one, injury riddled team like no others. I know every NFL team's got injuries. We played 43% of our salary. I think that was the stat, or uh, 48, something insane like that, but we're missing a lot of guys. So Super Bowl hopes, not that they were ever that bright, uh, is a bit of a dimmer on them, but it's a long year. Not having Bosa though might hurt, might hurt. Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay hoisted the cup, big win. Didn't watch much hockey, and I guess the Blue Jays are in the playoffs right now. So, wow, here we are, 2020, and then Masters right around the corner. Here we go, 2020. So, no further ado, five spicy minutes with Chaz, mine and Mitch's 
NBA Weekly Podcast, Big Rig, coming at you. Welcome back. Good to be back. Not Enough Mike's Podcast. Check me out. Instagram, Facebook, all that fun stuff. Give me a rating if you like to. Love you. See you later. Peace. Uh, back on the line after a little, what was it? Two week hiatus. Yeah. Has it been, has it been two weeks? Yeah. So we met, we didn't do the last week. So I'm back on the phone with big rig, Mitch. What's going on, man? Not much. How you doing? Yeah. Good, good, good. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the patience. Take a, (laughs) taking a week off in the middle of the NBA playoffs. Uh, I had to go put a ring on a girl's finger. And, yeah. uh, and that crazy, amazing lady said, yes. So she's in for a hell of a ride. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, awesome. yeah, but, uh, sports, I like, we, uh, did, first of all, did you watch the, uh, did you watch them? There's so much we're going to talk about. We're going to obviously continue our, uh, NBA weekly pod, start of the NBA finals tomorrow night. We're recording this Tuesday. Uh, it'll come out tonight. So much to cover. We're going to get to NBA, but there's a few things we want to chat about before. first. Did you watch that Monday night football game last night? I watched, uh, I got home late just from being out of town a bit, but I watched, um, I watched like the second half. I didn't see, I didn't see Mahomes light it up in the first half, but I saw a bunch of the second half. Same, same. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I got off work a little bit later and then saw the second half. Um, that, I think that's the future of the NFL right there. Those two, uh, those two quarterbacks. It's, it's, on that was the first probably game full second half or sorry half that I watched where I wasn't like distracted and I was just like no I'm gonna watch this game and I yeah. think I think the first half was a little bit more exciting um as you just said with Mahomes uh having four touchdowns but that second half man that's just the future of uh of the AFC it was so good yeah <clears throat> it's interesting how like like there's so many different pockets of uh, like storylines kind of with like let's say quarterbacks i don't know like you got those two in the asc and right now like you also have like people still kind of but not seemingly not really paying too much attention to tampa right now just because tampa but they're in the same same division as drew Brees and the saints so you got those two who are kind of obviously like both pretty old but heading into the end of their career and then you still got kind of like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson making some noise, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, you know what I mean? Like it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. It really is. Um, just and, the, and just the talent, the, yeah. like, like you said, and like the new age, older generation. Uh, as you said, it's uh, all the games have been uh, competitive. How are your, uh, how are your Dolphins looking? I got one of our like likely to be three or four wins of the year. Can't complain. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Yeah, we we broke the threshold of our gambling. We had our first bet that uh, that that no surprise that I lost. Uh, our our bet was the game six, Miami Boston. I you're the, you've been the Miami believer. You've been right. I've been I've been wrong on Miami, and you won our uh, you won our first bet. But I was thinking that we got we should uh, we should carry that over to our uh, <laughs> to the Forty ers Miami game in two weeks. What do you what do you think? Uh yeah yeah definitely. Straight up, or or oh yeah, straight up. No, I don't have to get okay. Yes, yes, okay. I love it. You heard it here, folks. No points. Me (laughs) next. We're gonna go, we'll go double or nothing. Go Niners. My Niners have had the shit kicked out of them, injury wise. Yeah, for sure. I think we played, I think they there was some crazy stat that only 30% of our 38% of our payroll was playing. That's pretty crazy. In, yeah, insane. All all Pro Bowlers out. Sherman, Bosa, Ford, 
Debo, Garoppolo, Mostert, McKinnon. Uh, I think I'm forgetting somebody pretty major there, too. Not good. At least he had the Giants this week. Pardon me? At least he had the Giants this week. That is true. Yeah, we went we went <laughs> uh, we went two we went two and zero oh, uh in the in the first week. But uh our division, man, our division like we're we're on the bottom right now, but we're two and one. Yeah, Arizona's two and one. Yeah, that's true. Uh Seattle's two and one. As you mentioned, Russell Wilson is just lighting it up. Even though I, yeah. I hate Seattle. He is is he the best quarterback? Like I know obviously there's uh Mahomes and Jackson and Aaron Rodgers has come on, but like is if you could pick one quarterback right now, who would it be? Who would you pick right now? If you just had right to win now, th- this year. I feel like you have a hard time not picking Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love I love Russell Wilson for what I think is his ability to be a leader and kind of like all year, but I feel like when you just like flat out just need like a performance and just like I don't know word. It's not. It's not meant to be a slight at him in any way. But like Mahomes is just a different kind of piece. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I feel he can just get things done no matter what the situation. And it's not that Wilson hasn't or can't, but it's just uh, I don't know. I don't know why I think that. It's just how I kind of feel with the whole Seattle team. Maybe because I feel like they should have won more than they've won in the last decade. But yeah, I think we look at Russell Wilson. Yeah, I would agree. It's got to be. It's got to be Mahomes. There's a few close seconds, but yeah, you're right. I would go with Mahomes as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, Wilson, Jackson, Garoppolo. No, just kidding. <laughs> got to be. Uh, got to be right there. That was actually. It was making me think too. Like, uh, we'll get into the NBA here in a second, but just like about guys like getting opportunities and where they and just how they get their opportunities, like. Clearly, Mahomes is pretty highly coveted coming out. I think he was drafted like 14th overall. But how he got yeah. into that, how he got into that position was, of course, with Alex Smith getting um, injured. Um, yeah. What is it? Two years, two years ago. And I was looking back, and I remember the similarities with him and Joe Theismann at the same time. But I looked back and to see how Mahomes got this opportunity. I don't know if you know this, but. The the link and the comparison between the Joe Theismann uh, injury and the Alex Smith injury is absolutely insane. So, yeah, not. So it was the exact same injury, um, broken right tibia and fibia, and Joe Theismann was, was in November 18th, 1985. Alex Smith, November 18th, 2018, the exact same day. Both played for the exact same team, the Redskins. Bo- it was in Washington. It was on the 39-yard line. The final score was 23-21. They were both sacked um, by the only three-time defensive players of the year, Lawrence Taylor and then J.J. Watt for Alex Smith. And then on the same day, the left, the Pro Bowl left tackle um, was out of the game for both squads. Huh. I did not know all that. That's it, it's just... In, like that, those that comparison of the exact same injuries on the exact same day, like it just goes on and on. Um, yeah. And it just, I was looking at Mahomes, you know, just how he gets in, and it kind of made me. It was made me almost think about like Jimmy Butler. We interrupt this podcast for five spicy minutes with Chaz. That's the only time I have right now, man. I'm eating my salad, and I gotta hurry up. So, what's up? Talk to me. What? Sorry, I just switched. You, I just switched you over. What are you doing? I'm just um, eating a quick salad. Tossing what? Eating a quick salad. Oh, okay, okay. I'm recording you. 
You got five minutes for me? Fire up five minutes with Chazzy? <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> All right. What do you got? What do you got? What, anything in sports that you don't uh, that you don't know that you've seen? How are your Browns? What's up? Talk to me. Um, well, you were um, uh, you were brazen enough to send me that text, uh, and you are right. First time we've had a winning uh, record in six years, mm-hmm. and um, we're playing Dallas next week. So I'm going to enjoy the hell out of these next five days. <laughs> um. What else? Uh, Sports-wise, um, I have no idea what's going on in NHL. Uh, I um, did, did somebody win the Stanley Cup? Yeah, last night, Tampa Bay won. Oh, perfect. Fun fact, uh, the Hart Trophy was named after Owen Hart. <laughs> Fun fact. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah no worries. No worries. Um, uh, what else? Um, uh, I do know that uh, Miami, Miami and uh, Who are? Uh, LA Where? are playing. Where? Who? Miami yeah. and LA are playing. Um, game one today, tomorrow. Tom- yep, tomorrow. That's right. Tomorrow. Um, what else can I say? Who, who's gonna um, Who's gonna win that series between uh, Miami and LA? Um, I'm gonna go with LA. LA, yeah. And can you yeah. name can you name one player on Miami? Um, yeah, Dan Marino. <laughs> You're a weird guy, Ace. <laughs> You're a lawyer. Um, <laughs> um, Soccer style kicker. So um, I I will tell you something. Please. The only happiness that I do have is. NFL. Mm-hmm. I love the NFL. I love everything about the NFL. And um, I just heard that they uh, shut down a couple of facilities mm-hmm. because of COVID. And T- that scares the shit out of me. Yeah, Tennessee and uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, why couldn't I have been Pittsburgh? What are, you, um, what are you doing in the background? Are you installing some floors? Um, no. Some people have real jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Um, yeah, so I'm scared to death that they're going to cancel the season. You know, I'm really, really scared that that's going to happen. Um, I really, really hope it doesn't happen because uh, if it does, then I really have nothing to look for. <laughs> well, um, would that be great if it, the season was canceled and then our Browns, your Browns and my 49ers would have the same record so you wouldn't lose your bet that we have every year? Um, since you don't like me to swear on your stupid program, you can swear, just uh, not seventy-three times. You can swear. Well, can, well, all I have to say is, um, fuck you, fuck the Gomez brothers, <laughs> and fuck the Forty ers But yeah. most of all, fuck Pittsburgh. Oh God, I hate them. Um, but no, I I don't because I have a good feeling about our team this year. Um, they're exciting to watch. We have a really shady um, uh, defense. Um, but in terms of, you know, like I really think that uh, out of all the years that I've been watching in the last decade, um, this is like the first time I feel like we can actually make the playoffs. Ooh. So I really, Ooh. really, um, 
yeah, whatever. Um, I really, really, really want uh, the season to continue because I want to see what happens, you know, and I don't want, you know, you got to strike when the iron talks. We've got a good team. Um, you know, Stefanowski's not bad. Definitely the best coach we've had in the last seven years. Uh, we had a bunch of morons before him. But you don't, you um, didn't like Freddie Soup Kitchens? What an idiot that guy is. So stupid. I just wanted to like go on the, on the field and slap him a few times. <laughs> like, you know, like, like he, what an idiot. You're an idiot. I hope he, I hope he's at the car wash this week washing my car. You know, I, mean, I really do. You know, I just want to say, I wonder who's got a shittier job, you or me. Um, anyways, um, but yeah, um, I, uh, I guess I'd just like to say that, uh, I really, really hope that, uh, NFL gets their shit together, uh, when it comes to just figuring out how to, like, stop the spread so that we can continue playing. I still don't give a shit about hockey. Um, and I kind of give a shit about basketball. Um, and, um, CFL is dead to me. Okay, that's good. Are you pooping right now? It sounds like you're pooping in the background. Sounds a little hollow. No. Nope. No. I'm in my office, and you know my office is echoey. Yes. Been, you were here last week. Yes. Okay, yes. So, no, I'm not pooping. And if I was, it would be on Odell. <laughs> okay, that's five uh, good minutes. Anything, uh, anything you want to say to your adoring fans out there, Chazzy? Spicy Chaz? Um... <sighs> No, just leave me alone. Okay? <laughs> leave me alone. Okay. Leave me alone. Don't come. To, don't come to my hotel. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, Chaz. We'll talk to okay, you soon. You. You're, you're never gonna make it. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. We interrupt this podcast for five spicy minutes with Chaz. As well, like Jimmy Butler going into you know he was in Minnesota was in Philly, didn't really find the fit. And then of course Miami picks him up. And then all of a sudden Jimmy Butler, second round draft pick kind of not really out of nowhere, but just a guy who really got his opportunity in Miami. And then, uh, and then now we see where he is, which is, which has been, which this (laughs) besides you, maybe and a few other people, I didn't see this uh, playoff run coming. I didn't, I didn't necessarily see it. Like I, I, I think I said that I also thought Boston was going to win. Um. Yeah. You but, did. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't. Then the other night when we were talking, and they it was Boston. It was game five, and I didn't, I didn't watch much of that one. But then, like, I just saw the end score and Boston had come back and won. And um, I don't know. It was definitely a little more cautious isn't the right word. And I was watching the end of that Heat game, but man, they made like it's so funny. Like Boston looks so good for so long, and then they just have these weird lapses where they just shut down at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Like that fourth, that last like five minutes of the fourth quarter was really odd to watch. I mean, Miami played really well, but Boston just seemed like they couldn't do anything. And Marcus Smart was just trying to do things that he shouldn't be doing. I still credit the Raptors for that one. <laughs> you're, you're always firing me the Marcus Smart, <laughs> the Marcus Smart messages. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh I yeah. Thought he was dud a month ago and has just been hurting them a bit. But yeah, I didn't think. There's so many guys in that Miami team that kind of have that story too. Eh? Like, there the, re- really are, as far as yeah. as far as draft picks go and underdogs go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. 
with uh yeah there was the the article that came out about uh tyler hero uh yeah. messaging i think it was mark titus from the ringer in like 2017 hey i'm just this guy from michigan uh, i want to get into yeah. sports management and now he's just dropping 37 in the uh eastern conference finals yeah Which, oh, that was no that was uh that was duncan robinson sorry yes duncan robinson thank you yeah um this series is going to be you know what when you mentioned earlier because you had miami over milwaukee uh, yeah. which clearly as we know happened but you got to think i guess if milwaukee was the favorites going into the playoffs and miami yeah. knocks them off so as much as i don't think it's going to happen I, I don't think if miami walks away with this title that i would be surprised would you no, not at this point, to be honest with you. I also just think, like, I don't know, like, I like the Lakers' chances, but I just find that, I don't know, they definitely have their holes. They've just been playing really well. And I, I don't know, I don't know how you deal with LeBron kind of just deciding to be LeBron <laughs> in, in those moments. But if there's ever a team to do it by committee, I think that Miami has a decent shot. I think it'll still be a really good series. Like, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I think it's going to, I don't know where it can go. I could see it going one of two ways. I see it going seven. I think if it goes seven, I feel like Miami's got it because all the pressure is on LA, but I, oh, yeah. but I could also see it going five and LA just kind of wins the first two, loses maybe three and then wins the next two. Um, just, yeah, just, I can see both of those for sure. Yeah. Um, what are your takes? So as we go into this season, we, I think we can both agree, generally speaking, um, any of these NBA series that we watch and in history, usually if you have the best guy, the best player on the court, usually that team wins. So the Lakers have, of course, the two best players in LeBron and AD, but I'd say almost three to eight would be, um, Miami. So I think, I feel like the, th the theme of this finals is can those other five guys make up for, uh, LeBron and, uh, LeBron and AD. Yeah, I think it also depends, like, I don't know, you look at the, I think we were talking about at one point, I was talking to someone about it too, but just wondering, like, how much the bubble is impacting how good the young guys have been during this. Like, just not having to have the opposing fans in their face and kind of, like, maybe not quite as much pressure. Mm -hmm. and like, that, like, it'll be great if they can show up still, but that, like, like we just said, like, that Miami roster is full of guys who don't have any playoff experience and maybe you look at the lakers and think obviously lebron being there for the 10th time which is insane yeah. um 13. but anthony davis like that doesn't really have does he have any like very little playoff experience maybe like a couple rounds um but then you kind of forget about the whole like i think like rajon rondo and danny green like those guys are going to be pretty valuable in this series and even guys like Dwight Howard, like, I don't know. I just find, I, I like their, their role guys even more than I like kind of how, um, I, I'd say definitely I like more than how those Miami Heat big three teams were built. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had yeah, LeBron James, uh, the stat 13 point, he's played in 13.4% of all the finals. <laughs> which is, which is mind boggling. What is he? Yeah. This will be number 10. The Lakers have 31, Celtics have 21, Golden State, I think it was 11. 11, and, then him 10. And then, Le and then LeBron 10. Yeah. Um, we're like, we're, we're just right in the middle of, of greatness. And the story that would be of him coming out of this title, 
I, if I had to pick, I'm thinking I'm going to go, I would likely go the Lakers. I know that's the obvious pick and the odds are pretty stacked heavily um, in favor of the Lakers. But if I had to say, and I'm probably wrong because <laughs> my gambling and my take on the on betting so far, the NBA has been brutal, brutal so far. It's just so hard to gauge. I feel like the Lakers got to come out of this. And I think the, the keys to their victory is just LeBron and AD are just going to be too much, too much to handle. I think Bam can match up somewhat well um, with AD, but as you mentioned too, having the big guys like Dwight uh, being in there and banging bodies with, yeah. uh, with Bam for a while. And even JaVale um, is certainly going to be helpful. You saw what they did a, a little bit against Jokic. They took him out of his game a little bit. Jokic still did his thing, but even just banging him and then just uh, getting them tired down low, like over the course of a series, that's certainly going to help. Yeah. yeah. I think you also saw too what, like what the Lakers were able to do. I think everyone kind of going to that last series thought maybe that, uh, Jamal Murray was still going to keep going on the tear that he was. And to some extent, we had talked about it before because we were like, okay, well, there was him against Utah was one thing. And then we saw him kind of do it against the Clippers. Like, okay, well, that's a bit more interesting. Like, now I'm maybe a bit more impressed. Not that I wasn't impressed in the first place. And then after that, it's LA and he's kind of doing his thing. And then LeBron decides that he wants to guard him in year 17 and this 23 year old. Yeah, I was watching something the other day and one guy was saying, there's just no guys who do that anymore. Like just in general, like it would just say like, like he's torching us. Like I got it. Like I want to defend. He's like, never mind in year 17. He was saying like LeBron's son is closer in age to Jamal Murray than LeBron is. <laughs> wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's that's, so very, yeah, it's that's like, so very true. So yeah. I don't know. I just think like that Lakers, the Lakers defense from a guard standpoint was really impressive. And then in the only game that they really, but the only game they lost, I mean, there was the one where he, it, it, Davis hit the buzzer beater, but the only game where they lost and kind of really looked like they deserved to lose was that game where, um, I think I sent it to you, but the Lakers, it was like Dwight Howard, McGee, and Anthony Davis combined for like four rebounds or something. Mm-hmm. The whole game. And they just got out-rebounded. I don't really see that happening against Miami. I mean, they got some big boys, but I just think, I don't know, I just think that kind of was a wake-up call, and I think, there's a lot of guys on that team who are extremely hungry to win. And I think LeBron wants to do it in the Lakers jersey the year Kobe dies and to kind of prove to everyone what he's still got. I think Anthony Davis feels like he's got a chip on his shoulder. I feel like uh, <clears throat> Dwight Howard, same thing. Like he's kind of messed up his opportunity being there before and it took him like a decade to get back. And I don't know. I just I feel like there's as much as I think Jimmy Butler wants that and those guys are great altogether i i agree with you i think the lakers will probably be too much but who knows i feel like we've been kind of 50 percent this whole time so yeah are we gonna what do we know (laughs) (laughs) i think we got we got to make some bets though i know that i know that's what we got to do but you're right too with lebron stepping up um and guarding uh, Murray uh, towards the end of that game and it was hilarious when Reggie Miller called out that LeBron absolutely clobbered him on the elbow on, on the one play yeah. but yeah. I think but I think when when you're aggressive um, as you know better than anybody when you're aggressive on defense the refs tend to give you the, the, the benefit of the doubt in a lot of those 50-50 calls because if you come out and be the aggressors in which he did and I like LeBron. He's just like, uh, he's just not afraid to get quote unquote, like embarrassed. Like I yeah. remember the, it reminded me of, uh, just reminded me of who was it? Tiago, Tiago Splitter. 
when uh, he went out for that huge dunk in the finals of San Antonio and LeBron just came up and just rejected him right in the middle of the, uh, right in the middle of the key. And a lot of guys wouldn't go up for that because they're just going to get absolutely crowned. And yeah. LeBron went up and it was one of the biggest fi- uh, blocks that in the finals. So yeah, to, like you said, see a guy step up like that. It's, it's, it's so great to see. And I think like, as far as like going back and stuff that doesn't come out on the stat sheet is like, that's leadership. And that gets all the other guys. Your best player on the floor, seven, like seventeen years, is going in and guarding yeah. this twenty-three-year-old uh, incredible talent. Just came out of not really came out of nowhere, but uh, certainly had his coming out party. Um, this playoffs. Let's talk about uh, Jamal Murray again. Like, did he just earn himself like another hundred million dollars in two months? <laughs> is it well? Didn't he? What's his, is he not in the middle of a contract right now? I think he is, but I don't. I don't think he got a. He may have, did he get a, I don't know if he got a max or not. Um, I don't know what Jamal, Jamal Murray's, I'm going to look at that right now. Jamal Murray uh, contract, because I didn't realize, I don't think anybody, five year, oh, you know what? He did sign a five year 170. That's it. Oh, he only got $107 million US <laughs> with, with, with the exchange rate. What's that? Like 225, uh, 225 Canadian. But uh, he certainly earned uh, earned his money um, this this playoff round. I couldn't be more impressed. He's got a even when I wanted the Lakers to win, and yeah. I was like just hundred percent for the Lakers. Watching Jamal Murray, he made me like almost caught myself kind of sh- uh, cheering for Denver periodically just because I wanted to see him do so well. Yeah, no, I get that for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to see him. I, I like that Denver team a lot too, and I just I don't know. They're still, they still are pretty young. I think it's just be hard to keep all those like they talk about the young teams like i how many that you kind of build for as long as denver's and building them actually end up staying together because then you end up getting those like three four five guys who decide well do i stay here and try to win a championship in this market or do i try to right now while i'm worth money go somewhere else and and leave like uh, i don't know i i hope that they kind of stick together but i also think like from an individual performance standpoint, I am already looking forward to seeing all these guys play next year or, or whenever there's like a non-bubble situation. Um, just because I do think that uh, it, it just is different. I don't know. I, just, it's, I think it's very different. And to see them be able to do it in a normal setting would be interesting, I think. Yeah, you're right. And it's, yeah, the, like you said, there's nobody yelling. There's nobody yelling at your team loud, the music, the fan, everything, everything that comes along with it. It's certainly a lot easier um, as a player to deal with all the, that kind of outside noise, isn't it? And then, yeah. and then having to see your rivalries going out for lunch the next day in the hotel. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> that too, right? Like, yeah, we mostly just end up talking about, well, generally we talk about like what's happening, like, on the court and during the game, but yeah, the rest of it too. I mean, half of these guys, whether it's routines or just the ability to do whatever they want to some extent is just so altered by this. that uh, at the start of this, when people were saying, well, does it diminish how, like what it means to win this? I, I don't think so, especially with like the NHL and the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like, um, they had a lot of their season played already. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like baseball where they just made a brand new season and it's the whole thing is different. Like, the NBA played, what, like, 62 games before 
all this happened? Yeah, with, at least oh, I think, yeah. I don't think that it does. Um, I think, if anything, maybe it's a bit harder just because they still had to come back and they still played ten more, eight, eight more games or whatever it was and then the whole playoff, but I don't know. I... <laughs> no, no, I got you. I got you. Yeah, and I think we learned something like that from uh, from the NHL playoffs. Is that you know you talked a lot of the talking heads and guys on uh, that are that are covering the NHL. I don't think there's an asterisk beside it. Sure, it's the bubble and, and whatnot, but you're right. I think the once you once these guys lace up their skates, gloves, uh, shoes, whatever it is, the competition is the competition, and the the talent level. I don't think the talent level goes down. So as far as winning the title. I think just like the Stanley Cup, this NBA title is, uh, you know, we'll remember it for different reasons, but I think the competition level, I think it's, uh, I think it's a win's a win's a win. Yeah. I also yeah. think, like, whether you're talking about, like, LeBron not being afraid, like, some of the times, and of all guys, like, this guy takes the most heat over from the media for good and bad things, but I don't know, he's been dunked on a few times, and you hear about it for a couple of days, or you see it on Sports Center, and then, like, you never really hear about it again. It's kind of the same, like, I always forget that the Heat won one of their championships during that like lockout year. Mm-hmm. And then, and then even like, we've all had this conversation. I feel like, like everyone from last year talking about golden state and Toronto, and, oh, they had a couple injuries. Blah, blah. Yeah. Well, like when LeBron and Cleveland lost to golden state that one year when Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving were both hurt, that no one really remembers that anymore. It's, it's just another one of golden state's championships. But I mean, I think long-term everyone will still remember this just because it's a bit different and global pandemic and all that as well. But, but from a basketball standpoint, I still think that they're going to be close to playing a hundred games to win this thing. Like it's just as valuable. Yeah, I think it. I think it matters. You can obviously we can we can nitpick at a couple of little things, but I think you know you know having played at such a high level, once you get in between those lines, it's it's game on, and not and not much really changes. The one area that I really could see if things get tight, where I could really see like. I, th- I feel like the Lakers could be like an ankle tweak away. Like when Davis, when Davis went down, it's like, Oh wow. that That's not good. That's not good. And same thing with LeBron. Like they're one little ankle tweak away from being just like, okay, above average. And that's yeah, what I think. That, yeah. And they're, they're so cool because they rely so heavily on those two guys and just the camaraderie that, uh, that you have with the Miami heat right now. Like I, I sent you the article. I'm not sure if you saw, but Jimmy Butler's little coffee company that he started yeah. inside yeah. and it's called big face coffee. And then one of the trainers called it little face coffee. Like it's <laughs> hilarious. And it's just something that yeah. they've been doing in the bubble and camaraderie and everybody's just been hanging out and trying to just get out of the, I guess the, the monotony of the day. So I feel like in the trenches, Miami's certainly not going to go away. So I, if if LeBron and AD aren't at, you know, clicking at like ninety percent, they're going to be in a lot of trouble um, yeah. because these guys can get the uh, get the buckets like Iguodala coming out and hitting five threes in a row. Like that was the difference yeah. in that game. Like yeah. where did the, where the hell did that come from? I haven't seen that in well, since he won MVP of that finals, maybe. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. Uh, and then yeah, maybe now he'll won't be known for the block. He'll be known for hitting five th- yeah. five threes. <laughs> Uh, but he, he actually has uh, some funny quotes about that block. He's like, I don't care about that. That's LeBron James. <laughs> he's, one of yeah. the, he's one of the best players ever. Um, so I think we'll both agree that Lakers likely will win, but, uh, we wouldn't be shocked. Um, if, uh, if Miami wins either, it's the bubble. It's 2020. Who the fuck yeah, knows what's going to exactly. happen? <laughs> yeah. But we, but we know for sure what's going to happen. If the Lakers win this, the, uh, the MJ LeBron debate, you can already hear it. 
you can already yeah. hear it bubbling up and uh as to whether lebron if he wins passes mj i want to talk about this more next week with you because uh, yep. I have uh, clearly, m- most people know if they've listened or know me or whatever. Obviously, I'm a huge MJ fan, but you know, I, I kind of compare them to like if I have two kids, like you know, you, 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 you know, you kind of like one better. <laughs> you don't admit it, but you kind of <laughs> like one better. And MJ is just my like my favorite kid, but LeBron's like you know the brother that just like uh, you just you love him, but just not not as much. Um, do you think? Where do, I don't know if we've gone in depth about this, but do you think that ML, LeBron would have a chance to surpass MJ with a victory? Uh, I don't know. I'm a huge MJ guy too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know. I don't know. I there's so many different sides of the conversation. It's always like, is it? Do you think it's a at this point, now that we've hit 10, is it more impressive to have gotten to the finals 10 times, no matter how many times he's won it? Or what? Like, what do we think here? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I feel like the because of uh, because of the, the talent of the league, I think that makes up for a couple of the titles for Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, getting there, I think that matters because the, the talent level, like when Jordan played, especially in the in the um, um, expansion part of the the league in mid to late 90s the league was so saturated so guys on the bench like six to ten were pretty brutal um the talent wasn't there so to get to the finals i think was a little bit easier but and so lebron getting there i think that somewhat balances out but i don't know i don't know if you go four and ten compared to six and six with two three yeah and no game sevens i just don't i think winning matters especially when we're talking about the goat I don't want to step too much on that though, because I want to get because yeah. I, I got some good stuff uh, <laughs> next week. So that's gonna be that's gonna be great tomorrow night. Where are you watching the game? Where are you gonna watch it? Uh, tomorrow night, I probably just at home. I think I got to work till I don't know. I'll probably well, maybe watch the first half at work, second at home, something like that. Cooking up some fine dishes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that might be a good time. What do you got this week? We're going to go into the big rig gig. What do you got this week for us, buddy? Oh, you hungry little fella? There you go. Big rig gig. Uh, oh, and, so, and sorry for, I didn't, I, I, I was listening back to the last ones. For anybody that doesn't know, all of our weekly podcasts, I do a big rig gig. And what that is, is Mitch, who is a accomplished chef, uh, co-owner of Mesa Fresca in Kingston, I wanted him to come on and just talk about some food that's healthy, easy to make, and delicious. Because anything that Mitch ever makes is delicious, and he's highly talented. So that is the big rig gig. So what what do you got? Yeah, uh, I just I think I was trying to think back to what we were talking about. I think it was well, I guess it's two weeks ago now. But I think today is like a combination, kind of, of a couple of things that I talked about. And one was uh, the first one where we did. Um, roasting vegetables and then the second one was the last week where I was talking about uh, like seven vegetable sauce right and then I uh, just figured I'd go into one one of my like definitely fall winter obsessions which has become um, like the sorry tray bake I just love the concept of a tray bake so basically just like a 9 by 13 pan Mm -hmm. you make I've got the sauce already from that seven veg sauce you make that and you just toss whatever you want and you can just toss in some of the roasted vegetables and heat them up a bit or you can toss in a bit of meat. You got some chicken or some like sauce left over, mix it all together, and then I boil some pasta. Mix that all together. Just put it in the nine by thirteen pan. You want to cover it with some cheese or something else, like a few more things on top or some herbs, 
and you just bake it for a bit if you want to broil it to crisp the cheese up. But it's just a really super, once you have those first two things done, and if you've taken that sauce out of your freezer and you need something to do with it, um, it's a real quick, like, 20-minute dish. And especially, like, I know I'm only two people at my house, but, like, that'll last me most of the week. Like, it's, it's just a good thing to have around. And, again, the whole point of this is, one, to have a ton of nutrients and be super healthy. Two is just for um, ease and uh, to make your week easier while still having good food around. So this week's bigger, big rig gig would be tray bake. You can switch it up no matter how you want, different kinds of sauces. But if you have this one frozen, ready, great. Different kinds of proteins, whatever vegetables you got, maybe that are about to go bad in your fridge or that you've roasted off that you need to use. And uh, and just a, a nutrient-packed meal that lasts you for most of your week. Love it. Love it. Oh, you hungry little fella? There you go. Big rig gig. I can't believe it's been two weeks that we talked since we talked. I know, I know. I know it's time's, time's flying by. Like, this has been a crazy week. <laughs> crazy week. So thank you. This week's big rig gig with uh, with Mitch. Um, yeah, it's two weeks. It feels like a lot. Yeah. It feels like a lot longer. The, the engagement and then away. I was sick as a dog. I thought I had COVID. I had to get tested. It was really? awful. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like we're right now in the day where we're like, if you get a sniffle, you don't know. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, you know, you want to be responsible and then I go out and then I feel like everybody's looking at me. Like I have two heads if I'm walking around and I sneeze and it's all uncomfortable. And then people are going crazy. <laughs> people are fighting with each other and masks. It's, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. So, sure. uh, yeah. Um, uh, so I don't know where I don't know where I was I don't know where I was going with that, but uh, yeah, two weeks has gone by very very quick um, as well. So with that too, so there's a lot of you know things happening. Obviously, the finals are at the forefront, but behind the scenes right now, um, with some of the coaching changes and potential free agents like Doc Rivers, that was out of nowhere. Where yeah, he was. Yeah, like that was it was shocking, and he and what it sounds like too from Woj, Woj bomb, uh, that they, they didn't even know Doc didn't really even know that that was coming. Yeah, I mean, like, how long has it been since they've been out? Like a couple weeks now, not even. Yeah, I guess week and a half. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird that it. Like, I don't know. I just want. I wish I knew what kind of conversations were happening in there that that this ended up being the decision. I don't know. I just don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't. I'm not a huge Doc fan. I feel like we've kind of had this conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think he was probably what that Boston team needed. But afterwards, I just kind of question. I think he's a great players coach, and I think he's great to have around for morale. I, I just don't know if, when it comes to crunch time and needing and how to win, I just don't know if he has like the stones. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, even like, even just like to call plays and to make decisions down the stretch it just doesn't seem to be there or to, or to make or when guys are in their like in their heads or in their low point in crunch time in the playoffs to kind of motivate them I, I don't know it, just, it seems like a weird thing but he's one of those coaches I just don't know if he has it or maybe maybe it's just been some of the players he's had on his teams I'm not sure but um yeah yeah I, yeah with it like I, I I agree and I'm not a huge doc fan um myself and just you you can just see his record I feel like he's and not to sound like like 
completely disrespect. He's a great coach. I think he just passed Red Auerbach for for wins and obviously different era and whatnot. Yeah. But like, so he's obviously got his his accolades. But yeah, I think he's got the most losses by any coach ever in a game seven. And like, I think those these coaches always battle the and toe the line between being a player's coach and being a coach's coach, where yeah. you like you get too close with these guys and almost they, this rah rah and almost this one trick pony kind of type mentality where like they have the Ubuntu, you know, like, Oh, we're all together uh, with Boston. And then they came through and won the title, but they also had three of the best players in the league all coming together at at once. So if they didn't win, that would be a disappointment. And they only got one. And a lot of those Celtics walk around like they're fucking Wilt Chamberlain. You know, you won one title, like three of the best in the league and also a very young, very, very good Rajon Rondo that year too. Yes. Like that was before he kind of dropped off to that little bit, but like he was like pretty much as close to a guard back then and kind of being in the high single digits for uh, like triple, triple double numbers at the time. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's interesting. Like I didn't, I also didn't realize when they, like when they announced it, like he's been in LA seven years now. Mm-hmm. Like I just, you think with some, like a couple of those rosters he's had there that they could have done something, but it's all those like, what ifs, right? Like would we, they wouldn't be having this conversation if they hadn't choked against Denver, but I mean, they did. And that year we were talking about when uh, they were playing Houston and Chris Paul, or sorry, was it Houston or Golden State? About. They lost to Golden State, I believe, a couple times in the playoffs. But oh, yeah. They were up. Yeah. Yeah. And then they got swept. I don't know. I just, uh, they got <clears throat> just look at some of those rosters and just think, like, there should have been or must have been a way to, to do that. Yeah, because they had two all-NBA guys with Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, and then DeAndre Jordan, you know, Wesley Matthews at the time, I believe. Like, yeah, they were they were stacked. And you feel yeah. that Lob City, sh- even if they didn't win the title – you feel that they should have been, but uh, should have been in one. I think that goes back to like the balance of like being that players coach. But yeah, every time you looked at those Clippers, even though they're fun to watch, lobs and whatnot, they always just looked angry. And I don't think yeah. Doc was able to kind of get a grasp on these guys and kind of control that energy to more of a positive and on the court rather than just bitching at the refs half the time. Yeah, and maybe it's just like I don't again like this was kind of the X's and O's of it. Like you look at some of those rosters, maybe not the Lob City days so much, but that Boston team and this year's Clipper team, like on paper, those guys have so many good defenders. And I think the difference in that Boston team was that you had Kevin Garnett and, and have, making him have Ray on Rondo buy in as a, and he was a really good defender at the time too. And then I don't know, Paul Pierce and Ray Allen, nothing wrong with them defensively, just not by no means as accomplished as the other guys. Um, and I think that was just like Kevin Durant just, or Kevin Garnett just deciding like it said they were going to win that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas, and I feel like kind of like that Le- LeBron mentality. And I think that he had that that first time. And now you see a roster this year where he's got uh, Kawhi and Paul George and Pat Beverly. And somehow none of those three guys can really get the job done with Jamal Murray. But then the next round, that Lakers team by committee kind of can more. You know what I mean? Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's a weird to not be able to find a way, and a lot of it was offensively in the fourth quarter for them against Denver, but at the same time, it was also a lot of defensive breakdowns, not letting them play the odd kind of offense that they want to play and feeling like they need to force stuff. But I just don't know. I, just, I don't I don't know. I guess 
we can talk about Doc Rivers like that all day. Where do you think he ends up, though? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, he's had a, besides that title. He's had. I I feel like he just he's fell short a lot, and it's almost like somewhat disappointing. And he, he that's exactly what you talk about is the defense because when they got yeah. Paul George, when they got all these guys, Pat Beverly's out there. We own LA now. Blah blah blah. We're the best defensive team, and they couldn't stop. They couldn't stop anything. Um, you know, with th- those four guys, you know, you do you double Jamal Murray with uh, with Beverly, with George, with uh, Kawhi, and then yeah, at least you have Harrell um, in the background. I know he's not a shot blocker, but with all, all these defensive guys, but I, I I don't know. We talked about where he potentially could go. We there's there's Houston and yep. Philadelphia and potentially New Orleans. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think about the the New Orleans one until I saw. I don't know. I don't know where I saw it, but it was talking about them or Philly. Um, I don't know. I guess no one's really talking about the Houston thing, which I kind of find weird. Like, that kind of seems right up his alley. I think like, he, his son is there, which he seems to kind of enjoy that situation, I think. And mm-hmm. that's just to have, like, a couple of big egos on that team. But, I mean, I don't know. There's, I guess you can say the same thing about Philly. I, I don't know. I think that that's where he ends up. And one of my buddies is saying, I think that it'd be nice to see him go somewhere like New Orleans, where he has a young team that he's trying to make better, maybe a bit less pressure. You've got Zion there, so it's still people still pay attention. But like most of the situations he's walked into are with already teams with stars on them and with expectations. And and if he goes to any one of those two places, like Philly or Houston, I think he's got an out like if he doesn't succeed there, then it's not necessarily as big a deal because you blame it on Embiid being a head case and Simmons not being able to shoot, or you blame it on Harden and Westbrook being guys that can't really play together or that style just doesn't win basketball or whatever it is. But if you go somewhere like New Orleans where he's actually trying to develop young guys and and not the expectation is not to win a championship, but it's a different set of expectations that maybe require more like developmental coaching to see what he has in that realm, I feel like would be interesting. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he really wants that. I think I think he'd rather have those stars that he can kind of rely on to get the job done to an extent, but also that can take the blame if it doesn't go exactly how he wanted it to go. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I'd be interested to see where he goes because you're right. Because everywhere he's gone, he's had uh, he's had yeah he's had a ton of talent. D'Antoni yeah. would be interesting in New Orleans, I find, because just that run and gun style. Get Zion running up and down the floor, Alonzo Ball. Uh, they got a pretty athletic team, so D'Antoni and New Orleans kind of uh, interests me. I'd like to see Doc go to Philly because I think that team would fall apart with him there, <laughs> <laughs> and I just want the process to be done with, so we don't have to watch. Yeah. Um, but him and, but him and Houston would be interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. Cause you know, it all depends what's going to happen in this off season and how this, uh, how teams shake up. Now we're seeing a lot of, you know, camaraderie and I think we've had a lot of players move around so much. And I think there's going to be a bit of a change in mentality where guys kind of stay home because of that familiarity and getting to know the getting to know your teammates i could be i could be wrong but i feel like in order to really win and obviously uh, lbj he's a different breed wherever he goes he's going to win but for the rest of the league trying to win a title um i think we might see some more guys stay home and really try and make it work but uh wherever these guys end up or wherever these players end up it's going to be I don't know. It's going to be interesting. They're talking Mark Jackson. Yeah. Mark Jackson too might get another uh, might get another shot. I think he's a ter- he's a terrible coach. 
<laughs> yeah, me too. I they're throwing out the Jeff Van Gundy name too. Love Van like, Gundy. Yeah, me too. And this just it's always been interesting to me that he never kind of well, how long has it been since he's coach? It's been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah, I think yeah. Houston was well, Houston was his last uh coaching opportunity. Uh wasn't yeah. it? Was it was it with Houston? I believe so. I'm not sure. Um I think the other thing with that comment of uh of people staying home. I think it could be either that or just some random uh, differences, some random departures maybe that you wouldn't necessarily expect, but that were a result of the bubble. <laughs> like maybe some teams that we thought might stay together a bit more or like had that ability to make a push together or want to as a young core or something like that, but maybe have spent way too much time together and realizing there's certain guys they don't want to be around as much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or meeting guys like tampering, like tampering and just being like, Hey, yeah, 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 yeah we get along, uh, play like golf. You, you could completely see that. Right. Especially if they're on yeah. both sides, if they're in both, both first rounds and you're like, Hey, want to go golfing? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it'd be great in Toronto. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. I think this off season and who knows what's going to happen even after this season's done. We don't know when the startup they're talking about January, but yeah, I think there's going to be a bit of a, sh- I think there's going to be a bit of a shakeup and you're right too with where these, where the coaches might go as well. Would that sway? Like if doc goes to Houston, you know, does that give them an opportunity to trade some guys or lure some guys? in? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And no, sure. and no positive tests since July 13th. I know. That's, uh, I don't know. The NBA did it the right way. I yeah. mean, the NHL obviously was successful to do with it, but. Um, they, they both nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. And yeah. I'm guessing it's going to continue. Unlike, you just sent me this article this morning about, what was it, uh, Tennessee. Uh, yeah, I just, I just popped up my phone on ESPN. just said they shut down their practice, practice facility until Saturday. Three players and five staff tested positive after Sunday's game. Wow! Yeah. Wow! So this is the first time we're really going to see how these teams um, react. Well, to- yeah, like what do you like? It's kind of like the baseball one, right? Like I guess baseball, baseball. The difference is when they had to shut down a couple of different teams for a week or whatever it was. You can squeeze in some double headers and the expectation for baseball with the shortened season that they, you can still get more out of them. Like, what are you going to do? Like, what is this going to mean for for the football season like even just the one team they're shut down until saturday are they realistically all just going to show up and play that sunday good question and if you don't and if you don't then what do you do with that game and how many times can this happen until because it, let's say it happens once every couple of weeks with a different team then all of a sudden you're having to wait that same gap period and extend the season just for a couple games into what like february like late like i don't know it just, it, it's just an interesting there's, I know it's different because you have so many people on the roster and you can't necessarily make a bubble the way that the NBA or NHL did. Mm-hmm. But just the kind of, as much as they're testing and all that kind of stuff, the lack like attitude and really the only league that had any fans, <laughs> never mind. Like it, It's not like it looks like tons of fans there, but you're still realizing that you've got 13,000 people like all in the same place. Like, I don't know, it's just... I don't know what they're going to do with it if it continues or even just with this specific situation. 
Yeah, yeah, it'll be yeah, it'll be fascinating to see how they come out of it. Like, will it if they do miss games, will it be on winning percentage and uh, how much uh, how much weight they put on put on these wins, or if they can skip it? Because and then you got to look at player safety. I think the the NFL it's pretty clear that they really haven't given two shits about player safety in the past. Yeah, and you know just how quickly this season came about, and then if you look at you look at the all the injuries. This is the most injuries I think we've ever seen in the start of an NFL season. And if you got yeah. you know Tennessee being shut down now, and then they shut down the Vikings uh, because of their last game, because they played, of course. So yeah, uh, who knows? Uh, who knows where that's going to go? But I guess we'll have to we'll stay tuned for that. I hope it doesn't get shut down though. But you, you're right though. You look at like the Dolphins and Jacksonville. There's just thousands of people even outside the stadium too. Just no, yeah, no masks. Hanging out, Florida, just like it's like the fucking OK Corral out there. <laughs> so, so I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, well, I guess we'll have to uh, stay tuned for that. Are you going to watch? Uh, and we brought up baseball. Have you? Did you watch any baseball at all? Have you watched any baseball since it's been on? I have watched a bit of baseball. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I haven't watched a game, but the Jays are playing the Rays tomorrow night. Best of three. Yeah. That's a three crazy. <laughs> I kind of like it, but same time it's wild. I like it. Yeah, I like it as well. I'll probably I'll watch that because uh, now it's in playoffs. I'll uh, I'll definitely I'll definitely tune in um, to that and the Rays. I don't even know. I don't don't even really know. It was I'm embarrassed as to how little I know about the MLB uh, right now. I'm so I'm, yeah. I, I mean, just watching. I also didn't know like the playoff format's interesting this year. Like it, to me, this is a league where maybe this is one where there's so many things that are different about your season that it would be a very different way to like crown a champion. Mm-hmm. And I, like, just from a standpoint of like, you play literally a hundred less games. Um, you now have essentially, I think it's complete it's double with the amount of teams that get into the playoffs normally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be good for, I don't know, it's kind of nice because as the NBA, NHL is done now, NBA, sort of the finals, like nice to have something kind of fresh where you can turn on TV and there's probably going to be baseball on most days that whatever time you turn it on, just something to watch. But Yep, yeah, yeah. Houston's in there. Houston made it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so imagine that Houston wins the COVID, uh, the COVID uh, World Series. Oh, God. They're the the biggest escape artists from what they deserve, and then they make the final or make the playoffs. Yeah, hate you, Houston. Uh, yeah, and then did you watch? Uh, did you watch last night the game six? Did you see or uh, in the highlights? I just saw most of the highlights. I was kind of going back and forth, but uh, yeah, same. But it wasn't very entertaining game. Two nothing. But uh, Tampa- no, I mean, I think Tampa was the better team all along. I mean, they were one of the best all year, and just kept kind of rolling into the playoffs with it. Makes sense to me, but yeah, I like to see yeah. Stamkos hoist the cup. Yeah, yeah, very different, very, oh. very unique with him only playing what just over three minutes in the finals. Yeah, but um, that was an interesting. Like, I felt not bad. Like, it, it kind of it is what it is. But for the NHL to have had what seemed to be pretty exciting hockey for a while there, I feel like, and it's happened definitely many times especially as canadians like when when it ends up being kind of uh, like i know when anaheim was there for a bit or san jose like you just have some like non-hockey markets even if it were american markets that were 
more hockey oriented, but you got some like California hockey or different things like that end up in the finals. And to have, like when you think about the, how weird it is to have a bubble in the middle of Edmonton, and you end up with Tampa Bay and Dallas in your final. Like, is, just, is there a more anticlimactic way for like Canadians to like? Do you think anyone around there cares about that bubble right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> or what was happening in there? Like, it's just sort of what a weird end to that whole thing. Very true. Very true. Yeah, You're, you could hear the like guys are just like, I can't wait to get out of here. Oh yeah, exactly. Would you rather lose in the finals, like be Dallas, or just be gone in the first round? In that bubble environment in Edmonton yeah <laughs> like would, uh, would you even want to go I don't like would you even want to have the opportunity if you're just that close and it just gets taken away from you I don't think I would I obviously the experience is great but I just yeah I just think I wouldn't want to even be there I'd be just crushed yeah, just like, devastated like, yeah the com- com- competitor in me would want to maybe those guys who lose in the finals kind of make them hungrier because they know how close they've been before and how much work it took to get there but it is just such a different world, like for a lot of them being so far away uh, from like their families and just different things. Like we talked about that with the NBA bubble too, right? Like we, I don't know, like I overall, I guess, no, it just doesn't seem like it'd be worth it. And I respect those guys who opted out. I mean, I, I understand that. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to, yeah. I, that's a tough one. Like you saw Jamie Ben. Uh, yesterday in his interview, he could barely get any words out. He was just, and I think you're yeah. always crushed after any type of defeat, Stanley Cup finals, you know, these guys blood, sweat and tears, but like, especially that one where you're just away from your family and just for that long, he just, you yeah. can just see, you can see the defeat in his, uh, in his eyes. It's just no good. So one thing I wanted to ask you is you saw a stammer, he hoisted the cup. And then I, I think that's one of the coolest traditions in hockey is that the, you know, usually it's the hierarchy, Stammer gets it, Hedman, yeah. and so on and so forth. And then the they were talking about even queuing in booze for Gary Bettman, which would have been great. But uh, <laughs> if, so it's clear who, if it was, the, if the Lakers had a cup, who would hoist it? It's obviously LeBron, AD. But if, let's say Miami won, who, what would be the hierarchy and who lifts it, who would lift it first? Would it be Jimmy? Yeah, I think it has to be Jimmy. Yeah, it's Jimmy, and then who who would who would it be next? Do you think it's Bam? I think, or? I think that's the question. Like who? Like even though, even with the Lakers, who do you think third? Third, I th- I feel like third would be. Is it Rondo? I think maybe Dwight Howard. You know what? Yeah, you know what? It's a bit. If you look at it, you look at it after, like Rondo and McGee, like those guys have gotten to do it before. Yeah. Same with Danny Green, like those guys have all had that chance before. But um, Miami, I don't know. I like Howard. Yeah, you're right. I like Howard. Yeah, yeah. LB- Miami, maybe. I think after I think after Jimmy, you got to look at uh, either. I, I have. I think next for me. Drogic. Yeah, he's right up there. I was, I was thinking Haslam, but I guess he's done him before too. But he's like like the oldest playing Miami Heat player ever maybe jay crowder he's been around a while too mm-hmm. yeah yeah if i wonder if you just if you give it to spo as well because spo yeah. that, that guy is that guy is as earned it yeah i think it's go i think if i had to say uh for miami it'd be probably jimmy first of course i feel like he got a Dragic is like that elder statesman as well i feel yeah, like he, sure. he's uh i he'd be probably my number two and then bam um as number three 
I feel like that would be the order, but uh, yeah, yeah. Ah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Uh, yeah. Do we miss? Do we uh, anything that we talked about that we we missed besides uh, oh. Delonte West oh. being picked up by Mark Cuban? Oh God, <laughs> that was a tough one, eh? Oh God. Like, uh, still so bad, guy. Yeah, yeah. I and think it's an interesting. It's so funny how the NBA has such a prime example of um, the effects of mental health. Granted, his is a very much diagnosed one, but, um, and that he's like right there and there's nothing and people still don't kind of notice or sometimes still like, will chirp people in sports about it. Like you see this guy who's literally standing on a street corner with a cardboard sign. Like, I don't know. Pretty heartbreaking to watch. It really is. Poor guy. Um, yeah, I wonder if he's just really upset because he banged LeBron's mom. Yeah, that was a tough one. <laughs> there was, <laughs> oh, excuse me, there was rumors about that, but yeah, all obviously kidding aside, it's good to see Mark Cuban reached out to him and got him in yeah, uh, sure. tre- treatment center. And I think it's good for all sports that he that he's done that. Skip Bayless will probably chirp him somehow. Yeah, exactly. What so somebody called Skip Bayless? Was it Skip Talkless or <laughs> something like that? I was like, that's perfect. That's yeah. perfect. Uh, yeah, man, we're back. Finals yeah. tomorrow. Uh, we got our bet. I'm down 20 bucks to you. Breaks my heart. And, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to get that back with my Niners in two weeks. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> I think that you're looking like you're in good, good shape. I, I think, I think, I think I might be in good shape. Even if it's like a dollar on a pro line or like 20 bucks on a pro line, you still just live it to the, to the final. For example, last night, I was uh, I was point five uh, catches Tyreek Hill. I had him for six on the over for my ticket, yeah. and he got uh, it was five and a half catches. And I needed six, and he got five. And it was a long <laughs> ticket. It was a big ticket too. I sweated that one out, but I expect to lose. I always expect to lose. It's just uh, I yeah. just make sure I recycle all these uh, pro line tickets. I could probably wallpaper my entire house with them. There you go. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Well, good to catch up. Thanks again yeah, for for, uh, for doing this, and then uh, we'll be chatting with you soon. Sounds good, man. All Have right, a good buddy. week. Yeah, you too. Thanks for listening. As always, lots of good stuff coming up. Check out Instagram, Facebook for any updates on new guests I'm going to have in the upcoming weeks. Talk to you soon. Too many MCs, not enough mics. Exit your show like I exit the term.